today i'm dallin here with jamie we got a good show planned for you middle of the week we got some antifa to talk about uh none of the local drama right exactly and, and you know i haven't said this in a couple of shows now so i have to remind our audience what a trump tater is because we're going to talk about the ultimate trump tater our great president today uh so a trump tater is someone who outclasses outshines outperforms defeats someone or something a dependable and exemplary person and a tater what's a tater dallin a uh, home run home run so we definitely hit a home run with trump and we hope to hit another home run in 20 days yeah Let's talk about another trump tater up in Portland. There's not many of them up in Portland, right? <laughs> There's a lot of um, Trump rioters, <laughs> but yeah. a lot, not a lot of um, trump taters. But a, a man named John Jackson, um, prior military, uh, was in a story this week about um, he owns a cafe up in Portland. It's called, um, let's see, I have it right here, American Hero, oh, Heroes American Cafe. Um, so he, he donates his uh, profits to law enforcement, to cops. He calls them heroes. Um, he advertised that on one of his windows. And what happened to his store? I believe somebody shot it up. Two times. It got shot up twice, and then a baseball bat or, or a blunt object smashed mm-hmm. through one of the windows. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's this um, black American business owner in a liberal city like Portland that supports... Americans supports heroes, supports our law enforcement, supports our military, um, and he was targeted because of who he affiliates with. I gotta say something because it just triggered my thought. You know, I don't know if you saw a few weeks ago this uh, black woman in Portland got out of her car and confronted Black Lives Matter and told them to get out I of her. I saw way. that. I did. I met her. Yeah. She, did you? Yes. She was part of the uh, the march last weekend. So oh, wow. anyway, I, was, I, I have her contact. I, that just triggered my thought when you were talking about the, the black business owner there. So I love the fact that in these liberal cities, uh, these black uh, citizens there are standing up against Antifa. Yeah. Do you know what the real gross thing about, about this story is? So there was a, um, a local um, social media group called Dublin PDX, Dublin, Portland, whatever. Um, they... They said they they did a tweet, a quote, a tweet, whatever it is, that said, uh, we're trying to compile a list of all non-friendly businesses in Portland, um, a.k.a. any company that's hanging blue lives garbage in their store or anything else that's anti the Black Lives Matter movement. Drop their names below. His his store name was dropped on that list, and that's why it got vandalized. So... Let's. My, my name's on that list, by the way. <laughs> it is. It was. It may have been taken off, but it was on the, the businesses that not to do business with. Right. Isn't yeah. that wild? Yeah. So let's rewind a little bit, um, because Antifa's a myth, right? Antifa doesn't exist. There's no reason to condemn it. Um, let's rewind to the debates. Um, President Trump. Actually, you know what? Before I get into this story, I, I got to hurry and interject one thing. Um, you also saw the statues that came down in Portland? Yes. Um, it was a Abraham Lincoln statue and a Theodore Roosevelt, right? Um, first of all, I don't, I don't understand. Why those statues? Yeah. I mean, that, that's like taking the, knocking the abolitionist statue down that they did. Right. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, there's no logic behind it. So John Lennon's son, Sean Lennon, um, he, he got on social media or on how would call it uh, Twitter? <laughs> Twitter. He, he tweeted. He tweeted on Twitter. He, twi- he tweeted on Twitter. Um, he says, "Can someone please explain why it appears a Lincoln statue was toppled in Portland?" Just asking for a friend. So, you know, this is seen. He's in Great Britain. I, I, I too. guess yeah. John. Well, what's his name? Sean. Sean Lennon doesn't embrace his father's imagine. <laughs> yeah. Song. <laughs> well, so I mean, maybe he does. Well, he might. I, I mean. 
the whole Imagine song. I mean, it's one that everybody loves, but it's all about communism. So. Yeah, but, yeah, that's true. But it talks about living peacefully. <laughs> oh, I know. In this utopian, yeah. communistic world. So. Right, we're far anyway. from it. So his next tweet is, The pyramids of Giza were made under coercion from the evil pharaohs who were not very woke. I think we can all agree the pyramids should be torn down immediately. He doesn't stop. He says, Since the invasion of Britain by the emperor Julius Caesar in 55 B.C., Italy has remained deafeningly silent. I think it's time Italy was held accountable. So he's drawing up all these past injustices of, you know, our earth or our world, our existence. And it's kind of the same mindset as, as, you know, making the past pay for how the future is by destroying legacies, by destroying history, by tearing things down. I I don't get what we're accomplishing. I wish I would have kept this quote yesterday because it was really great because it talked about wanting to do away with our criminal justice system and holding people accountable for things, yet we feel like people should die for the sins of their fathers. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, this... So anyway, I'm glad to see this guy putting uh, things in perspective, in historical perspective. Yeah. And so um, I'll kind of tie this into where I was going to go. President T- Trump also tweeted a picture of or a video of one of the statues coming down. And say it called for the people that did it to be put in jail, and, and um, that it was only the radical left knows how to do th- uh, things like this, like take advantage of poor leadership and fools. Um, and he says, that, but this is Biden. This is the law and order. So now let's go back to the debate, okay? Because I think that that's, that statement is very true um, as to things that have gotten kind of overlooked and um, where attention's been placed. So President Trump received a lot of criticism on when he was asked to denounce white supremacy, right? Um, What didn't get a lot of attention was the comment that he immediately made back to Joe Biden, which was, I will, will you denounce Antifa? And Joe Biden laughed and said, there's nothing to denounce. Yeah. What's the strange part about that is, do you know what happens when you go to Antifa.com? Well, you showed me yesterday, and I was just absolutely amazed. What happens? It takes you to Joe Biden's Joe yeah. Biden's dot page yep. to donate, too. The first thing yeah. it says is donate. So if you type in your website or in your, your um, phone or, or computer, whatever it is on the Internet, and you go to um, Antifa.com, JoeBiden.com is the page that pulls up. So it redirects you to his campaign page. So in my mind, no wonder he didn't denounce it. You know, that's that's one of his campaign contributors. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I want to get rid of those donations, right? Yeah, and probably the same with Black Lives Matter. I mean, so, most of their donations go to him. Right. So this group that doesn't exist, that nobody will denounce, that um, mysteriously in the night when no one's looking tears down statues and then gone the next day... Um, what, why is, are we not feeling any type of resistance or, or pushback from the left, especially the left leaders, um, to stop? Uh, but it, because, well, the thing is that we're going to find out after the election. Uh, I mean, if Joe Biden, by some miracle, gets elected, which we hope he, I shouldn't say that's not a miracle, uh, by some horrible incident gets elected, they're going to realize they have no further control of this army they've created. And they did create this army of Antifa, and it is a, it's a real entity. And But even the left's lost control of it. Hey, Brian, are you on there with us? Because I want you to type in your computer if you can, uh, Antifa.com, and tell us what comes up. So another, um, while he's doing that, um, another thing that I thought was, was very, I, I guess, ironic or whatever is, um, uh, wait, so wait, Brian just did it. Go ahead. Yeah, he said, uh, I don't know if the audience heard us. Do you have it where the audience can hear us? JoeBiden.com came up as soon as I typed that in. Hey, did you know that? Only because I heard you guys talking about it. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Because now, Brian, you're kind of more of a computer guy than I am. But I've, I have several domains. In order for me to push one domain to the next domain to have them connect that domain has to accept it. It has to link together. You can't just push domains to another domain, can you? I, that's above my pay grade. Yeah. But y- it, anyway, it seems deliberate. Yeah. yeah, because I have a Brixton's.com. I think for privacy, you couldn't just no, do that, yeah. you know. So my Brixton's baked potato.com is pushed to my Brixton's.com. My Trump tater.com is pushed to the uh, Trump tater.com. So I have to 
accept those to, yeah. to allow them to be pushed to my site. So anyway, this was something that was not accidental. No, it was deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. Planned out campaign move right there. Exactly. So yeah, it's not, it, it's an idea. What is the idea, Joe? <laughs> the idea is if you go there, you'll donate to Joe Biden. <laughs> Yeah, so all you people looking up Antifa that want to be part of this idea, <laughs> then you know exactly what it re- represents. It's JoeBiden.com. Yeah, and all this time I thought the Democrats were funding Antifa. Maybe the Antifa's <laughs> funding, funding the Democrats. Joe Biden. Huh? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it, it, same with Black Lives Matter funding Joe Biden. But uh, it, anyway, it, it's absolutely incredible. And so I'd like to see their campaign come out and denounce... Antifa, especially knowing that Antifa is being tied to their actual campaign. Yeah. So I wonder if we'll get a reporter out there that will actually do your job and ask Joe Biden and his campaign about this. We'll be back on the Trump Tater with an incredible show today. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Welcome back to the Trump Tater with Jamie and Dallin here. Uh, Dallin mentioned something yesterday when we were, uh, I think, either on air or off air about, you know, the podcast he listens to in the morning time as he's working out at the gym (laughs) and he's making a lot of contacts in the morning there. And then I thought about how absolutely slothful I've become. And I'm barely crawling out of bed at eight (laughs) (laughs) in order to kind of go over some things we want to do with our podcast and get here by nine. 
And so I thought, man, I've really let my routine slip because before I had uh, earlier this year, I'd started going to the gym and I had a trainer and uh, I was getting in shape and starting to lose weight. And man, I put on 25 pounds since coronavirus. It's easy. It's easy to get out of the swing of things. It is easy. And then my husband, who hasn't been at work in like six months now, he used to always get up early. And so we're just both totally out of routine. And so I think how many other people in our country or in the world have just let their life slip into one of uh, a little bit more, you know, well, just non-routine lives. And yeah. so anyway, I wanted to kind of us talk about that and the importance of, of routine, but also just an absolute incredible example of our ultimate trump tater, our president, and how he has just stayed on task yeah. and has encouraged the rest of us. So let's talk about what we can do during this coronavirus time. Well, I'm a very firm believer in um, a schedule or having a routine. Um, it keeps me, I, 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 we have the same I don't know if it's a fault or weakness, but we, we both have these ADD or ADHD brains, you know? <laughs> so if I don't have a, a set schedule where I know what I'm supposed to be doing, my thoughts will take me random places and I end up not getting things done. But if, if I keep to my schedule, then those thoughts can keep going because I'm just going through the swing of things like I know my routine. And my mornings have become pretty sacred to me, you know? Waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning, my head is much more clear at 5 than it is at noon or that it is at 3 or 4 or 5, you know, in, in the afternoon. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's something to um, getting work done when you're on a schedule and you hold yourself accountable to that schedule. Um, so let's, you know, take that to President Trump. He is an incredible hard worker. I saw an article back in April of this year that, you know, before he had contracted coronavirus of how his work schedule takes over so much of his eating schedule that a lot of times he doesn't even get a meal in, but he eats on the go. So, um, you know, there was pictures of, of past presidents eating at the Oval Office and stuff, you know, and, and working at their desk while they're eating. And then the picture of Trump was him eating while he was walking. So I, I think there's something to, that, that can be said about his work ethic, you know. Um, not only has his time in president been filled to the brim with, with work, but, you know, he, he's been dedicated to work since he was old enough to, to think business. Um, it was kind of just the mantra of his family, you know, and, and I think what his dad expected of him was to, you're going to be a hard worker and you're going to make it for yourself. So um, now you fast forward and, and he's dealt with this virus. He's what, 75, 75, 75 yeah. years old. Um, and he's outworking us. You know, oh, I, know. I thought about this weekend. I came back exhausted and I'm 20 years younger than Trump and I and wasn't definitely not keeping the same pace up. And now he's doing two sometimes three campaign rallies a day a right day. now. day, yeah. yeah. And have you seen the pictures? They're packed, by the way. Yeah, and then you see these ones of Joe Biden with like six people there. And so I love this meme that President Trump put out last night. He said Biden, and it said for president, but he crossed out the, the P, and it was with older people. He was there like in a retirement home because that's who he was talking to for resident. Biden for resident, yeah. <laughs> a resident at a senior community. The senior, senile yeah. community. Well, not, well, maybe <laughs> a senior citizen's community. Yeah. But uh, anyway. So here's my thing is, is I, the one complaint that I have with the coronavirus over anything else is that it did destroy a lot of people's routines, um, whether it was work, whether it was family, whether it was, um, you know, uh, their ch- kids' sports routines or extracurricular church, school, school you're right. Everything disrupted um, or uh, everything was disrupted through the coronavirus, you know, that it had to do with our routines. And then the answer um, to getting through it or getting past the coronavirus was promoted laziness, basically, you know, stay in your home. Don't go out, avoid contact, no gatherings, um, wear a mask, whatever it is. Some places didn't even let you go outside and walk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Idaho. Did you see that? The the lady that got arrested for taking her kids to the playground in Idaho? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Outside in the summer. Or the choir that was outside singing in Idaho. You're right. Or the choir that was outside. Um, So, anyways, here's my biggest complaint was... And that's a Republican state. Right. That scares right. me. It is. Yeah. Okay, we'll go ahead. Is, um, what was I saying? My, oh, yeah. My, my biggest complaint is that we did not focus on health. 
We did not focus on diet. We did not focus on staying limber. We did not focus on stretching. Hey, do you know you guys could stretch every single morning and your body would feel better? That's it, okay? We're not asking you to go outside. I'm not asking you to put a mask on. I'm not asking you to go to the store or go to the gym or anything like that. You can do it on your front room floor. You know, you could stretch. Um, Eating a balanced diet. Gardening. Gardening should have been a habit that a lot of people picked up during the coronavirus. You know, what else are you going to do? They took everything else away. You might as well support (laughs) your own family by growing your own food, right? Mm -hmm. So there's all these different health aspects that we could touch on, but we didn't get that. We didn't get the the conscious, healthy mind um, speech from, from our politicians or from our leaders. We got the stay inside, wear a mask, you know, the social distancing. Well, you know, Trump, I always have to go back to Trump because he gets so criticized on how he's handling it, but I feel like he has just set the best example that we can't be afraid, that we have to live our lives, we have to have a routine, there's work to be accomplished, and, uh, you know, that we can be careful and mindful, but we need to live our lives, and we can't let coronavirus impact us to the point where we're not functioning, and so that includes these daily routines, exercise, eating right, and social. I mean, the mental aspect. Yeah. These social en- engagements are extremely important for the, for the mental health of people. Yeah. That's something that really didn't get the attention that it deserves is, is the mental aspects and the mental, um, like, I, I don't know, the failing. You know, there was a lot of mental failures that happened during coronavirus. Either you'd get hooked on alcohol or, or whatever it was, you know, any new substance. Um, you, you talked about diets and, and eating habits. Those change, you know, and, and to think that your body is not in touch with your mind and it's not your, your unhealthy body isn't going to affect your mind somehow is, is ignorant, you know. So why wasn't this touched on? We could have done so much better on... Um, protecting the mental health of our society through coronavirus, especially you mentioned not being able to go outside. I don't know. I don't know. To me, there's something about connecting with the ground, the earth, feeling the sun and, and that outdoor aspect, you know, it's healing. Well, you know, just, you just mentioned the sun and they, they have a direct connection to people who coronavirus impacts the hardest are those who are low on vitamin D. And so I think that's an interesting connection. We're telling people to stay inside, yet the implications of that is you know, people are not going to get the vitamin D. So we're, we haven't even been given counsel takes vitamin D supplements. So anyway, we have a couple of big topics to cover when we get back. One, Kanye West, one of our favorite topics to talk about, and how he's influencing younger generations and uh, really growing a movement uh, that we're going to explore. And the other is how people are exploiting uh, coronavirus and taking advantage of or intentionally exploiting it and seeing an opportunity to challenge capitalism and uh, also challenge just uh, our freedoms. Yeah. Our freedoms of association, our freedoms uh, that we probably never even contemplated that would be challenged. Yeah. And and it's a form of, of power control is what we're seeing now, you know. Um, we're going to get into it a little bit later, but we're going to touch on an article that came out by um, World Health Organization that advised leaders to stop doing that. Um, and, and it was interesting, the few days after that came out, we had a leader that went against that, that, that um, statement or, or, hey, don't use this to control people and put a huge restriction on his whole state. What leader is this, Gap, uh, Gavin Newsom. Could you guess? <laughs> Could you guess? Yeah. So all, all these people exiting California and coming to Utah and Texas because they're tired of the controls and the high taxes and everything that uh, California's putting on. So we're going to talk about our favorite governor, just mm. joking, the governor. Until Cox takes yeah. position. <laughs> governor Newsom. We'll be did back. I, did I say that right? Yep. <laughs> okay. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. If I were confirmed, you would be getting Justice Barrett, not Justice Scalia. Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett facing a final round of questioning from the Senate Judiciary Committee on Wednesday before a scheduled vote on her confirmation. 
as far as Barrett recusing herself from cases before the Supreme Court. If that question ever came before me, I would need to hear arguments from the litigants and read briefs. So, you know, if if I give off-the-cuff answers, then I would be basically a legal pundit. With 20 days until the election, President Trump and Joe Biden are focusing on some key swing states. President Trump holding a campaign rally in Iowa. Meanwhile, former Vice President Biden spending his Tuesday in Florida. The Biden campaign hosting a virtual fundraiser on Wednesday before a town hall on Thursday. This is USA Radio News. Welcome to Tax Talk with Hollywood legend Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. You gotta love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee and they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-832-1594. 800-832-1594. And lift off. Kate Rubin, Sergey Ryshakov, and Sergey Kutsverchkov now on their way to the International Space Station. Three astronauts, one from the United States and two from Russia, successfully launched aboard a Swiss spacecraft to the International Space Station early Wednesday. U.S. astronaut Kate Rubin's on her second station mission. President Trump's $1.8 trillion stimulus proposal is facing opposition from Democrats and a few Republicans, all but guaranteeing an economic relief bill won't pass before Election Day. Democratic Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi says CNN is carrying water for the Republicans. I don't know why you're always an apologist, and many of your colleagues apologists for the Republican position. What makes me amused, if it weren't so sad, is how you all think that you know more about the suffering of the American people than those of us who are elected by them to represent them at that table. This is USA Radio News. Welcome back to the Trump Tater Podcast. We're going to uh, keep going with some uh, Gavin Newsom. Um, Jamie, the way you feel about Mitt is kind of how I feel about Gavin. Just not a huge fan of him. Um, is that Trump you're playing over there? <laughs> yeah, accidentally. Sorry about that. No, no, you're fine. So uh, World Health Organization comes out this, uh, what was it, last week? This week? Well, it was just week? like three days three ago. Days three days ago. four days ago. And uh, they make a claim that uh, we need to quit... Um, I'm looking for it right here. Here we are. Um, we need to quit using this coronavirus and this pandemic as a whole as a form of population or power control, um, controlling the masses to do what you want. Um, so, Which is kind of ironic coming from the World Health Organization because they're the ones that kind of encouraged it initially. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So their, their um, actual quote was quit using the lockdowns as your primary control method. Um, so, Wait, well, that, well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's what Pri- I wanted to get into. Primary control method. Yeah. Yeah, not even primary. And, and I know yeah. that they're referencing controlling the spread of the virus. Okay, yeah. But really, what is it? You're doing that by controlling the people, yeah. you know? So here we go with this whole um, losing freedoms in the name of safety. That's exactly what we have right here. And, and, and the, even the wording from the World Health Organization um, confirms that, you know, quit using lockdowns as your primary control method. Instead, think outside the box. Try to control the people in another way, right? So Gavin Newsom does. Um, and he puts some some pretty strict uh, mandatory regulations on masks and lockdowns. But the one thing, and here's the word he uses, he uses for gatherings, Okay. What I want to know is why does he use the word gatherings? Because are riots considered a gathering? Are protests considered a gathering? Are celebrations outside the L.A. Staples Center considered a gathering? Or are those okay because there was no masks at these? 
there was vandalism. There was, you know, everything that he's, what I would think would be more of a threat than the coronavirus we experience in these other forms of gatherings, the riots, the protests, the, the crowds at the Staples Center, um, 70, what, 76 people arrested, you know. Can you tell me that was a mostly peaceful gathering? <laughs> or it was only two or three families? Right, exactly. And, and that's what his, his new mandatory um, requirements state, is that it can only be two to three uh, families. Um, gatherings are defined as and, social and, situations. And he also limited the time aspect of those yeah. events. That yep. was what I thought was really bizarre. Yeah. So he defines what gatherings are. Here, here it is. De- gatherings are defined as social situations that bring together people from different households at the same time in a single space or place. Um, not riots. Yep. <laughs> That's so crazy. So anyways, um, yeah, they have to be like less than two hours, no chanting, no, no singing. singing. Yeah. Um, it has to one to two or two to three families at most, okay? Um, here's the numbers, though. California has a 0.04 mortality rate for COVID. Okay, 0.04 mortality rate, and he's inclined to do these type of lockdowns. Okay, I want to clarify that because that's 0.04 with a percent sign, which is like so. Again, I don't, I don't want people to confuse that with four percent because it's not four percent. It's like four one hundredths of, of a percent. percent yeah. You're right. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this? Um, well, it, it, it's just uh, it's amazing to me because it reminds me of gun laws in some ways that uh, you institute gun laws and only the law-abiding people are impacted. The non-law-abiding people are going to have guns. Very true. And so I, I see this in the same way that the only people that I see really being impacted by some of these regulations are people that are just trying to live normal lives uh the people that are out there rioting and and looting or burning buildings down or doing uh they don't seem to be impacted and held to the same standards so it's just kind of bizarre the arbitrary um contradictory or or, arbitrary enforcement yeah and so then i look at another piece of the news that just came out um was that all these people who lied to the courts to get FISA warrants are not going to be held accountable. And, but yet General Flynn, who has just been gone through hell and back in the last four years uh, over a statement that they entrapped him in and, uh, and basically pressured him. And so I just look at the arbitrary laws that are out there that apply to some and don't apply to others. It sounds like a, a quote from George or- Orwell's book. The um, the animal animal farm. Yes. And he says um, all animals are equal, but some animals um, are more equal than others. <laughs> well, we know where we fall on those animal animals. We're not one of the ones that are more equal than others. Yeah. And so, uh, he he says that um, uh, not George Orwell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Gavin Newsom says that uh, the the longer the duration of the gathering, um, the risk of transmission increases. So. It'd be really interesting to see what happens to the riots and the protests if they're viewed as, with the same ideology of, hey, the longer you guys are out here, the, you know, your chance of getting it is increased by whatever, you know. So is he going to crack down on the violence and the protests and the riots the same way that he's cracking down on the average California family? Yeah, no, he won't. I mean, it's just like Portland now, I believe, are like on the 140th day of riots. And these aren't just, hey, come out between six and eight riots. These are all-day gatherings, into-the-night gatherings. And uh, so, yeah, no, it, again, it's the arbitrary enforcement of the rules that are being set. Yeah. So at the California Globe two weeks ago um, came out with a story. Uh, no, last week, the end of last week. Anyways, came out with a story that they got 30,000 doctors and, and practitioners to sign um, the statement that the harm that we're creating with the lockdowns, the health issues that we're creating with the lockdowns is more serious than the virus itself. And now, this was the response. So where did you actually find that at? Because I can't imagine social media would allow such a piece of... California Globe. Okay, okay. And that yeah, was I'll, actually I'll on social media? Oh, yeah, right there. Oh, the only reason I is say it, that is because they usually prohibit anything that undermines... Uh, 
their specific view of coronavirus and how we're supposed to handle it. So yeah. I'm amazed it, that that got through. And it's even more crazy that they come out of the state of California, you know. Thousands of epidemiologists, physicians signed letters citing severe public health damage with COVID-19 lockdowns. Doctors call for allowing those who are at normal or minimal or normal risk of death to live their lives normally. Um, so just to kind of as we wrap up this segment, uh, we're going to have a guest on on Friday, yep. Randy Watt. And I happened to see a post of his that came through this morning that I read. And uh, he had forwarded this post that uh, President Trump won't probably win the probabilities of him winning. I thought, wow, that kind of surprised me. So then I read it, and it was kind of a twist or play on words because he won't just win. He's going to dominate. Mm. <laughs> and uh, and so he, he also, this article, not him, but the article he forwarded, um, talked about how you know, three days after getting coronavirus and he's out of the hospital, and a week later he's out on the campaign trail. And uh, just this Superman uh, character that we have in the Trump tater. Yeah. <laughs> He's just incredible. So I- anyway, that that just made me, one, realize, think about, uh, again, announcing that we're going to have Randy Watt on. And two, uh, the article um, impacted or is, uh, talked about the polls and how independents and Republicans are two to one not responding to uh, pollsters. Yeah. So I hope it's going to dominate. Yeah, I, you can't trust anything that you see. Remember, Hillary was leading Trump this whole time. This yeah. this time four years ago, I thought Trump was doomed. Yeah. But um, well, actually, I thought our nation was doomed because <laughs> Hillary, the Hilda Beast, was going to be in office. You know, I was anyone but Hillary. So that's how I was. <laughs> so, so truth be told, I didn't know much about Trump then. T- to me, he was just the, the celebrity apprentice. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like had his show worth a lot of money, whatever. But the Hilda Beast was scary yeah. and Hilda Beast, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. no, no. I, the yeah. thought of listening to her for four years was just more than I could handle. Right. Yeah. Hope she brought that hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing though, I do think Trump's going to win in a landslide. I, I think he's going to get min, uh, Minnesota. Yeah. I think he's going to win Minnesota, um, which has been a historically blue state. He, he barely lost it to Hillary in 2016. And after George Floyd, I think that Minnesota, as bad as George Floyd was, and it was a wake-up call for much-needed action, and it, and it you know, kind of kicked off the, the beginning right. of the Black Lives Matter riots and, and protests and um, the social justice talks, you know, as bad as it all was, I think him sending in the National Guard, him cleaning it up in, what, 30 minutes or 30, 30 minutes or something like that is, is yeah. what he claimed. You know, 30 minutes later, the city was back to normal. They, if they would have done that from day one, I think Minnesota saw that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be the huge swing is, is a lot of the violence that we've seen in, in the protests and the riots. That's going to be a campaign enough to vote for President Trump. I sure hope so. And, and I think you're right. I think it's going to be a landslide. And uh, I sure hope that uh, the black vote, a uh, black American vote, goes 30, 40, 50 percent to Trump, because I think that in itself, the media will not be able to counter that and throw in this racist element that they're always trying to throw in. So we're back with the Trump Tater. We're going to talk a little Kanye West. Credit card bills have gotten out of hand, and you care about your credit. Call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. 
Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a health care program. Sign up for Liberty Health Share today. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. And you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. Welcome back to the Trump Tater Podcast. Uh, it's Wednesday here. We're going to kick off this last segment with some Kanye West news. You've been on this this uh, Kanye train for a little while now, Jamie. I have. I mean, I'm a supporter of Trump. Don't get me wrong, but right. uh, I happen to love. And we a couple of weeks ago, we went over Kanye West, uh, ten points to his campaign which were so simplified. I, I, I initially was saying 10 paragraphs, but more, really they're about 10 sentences. sentences yeah. They're not even paragraphs that he has incorporated the key things that we should be doing and focus we should have um, in our country. And uh, he, he just put them in real simplistic formats. Uh, but what, he, what the other thing he's doing is he has um, been out there and holding strong to his core convictions, even when he gets all the pushback uh, from the left and from the black community, and it's starting to starting to have results. Yeah. Um, uh, he specifically has changed his music genre and uh, is incorporating a lot of gospel music, and is talking about the importance of family and fathers in the home, and it's reaching a younger generation. Yeah, I, I just read something on him, you know, after you and I did that segment last time a few weeks ago on him, I read something, uh, I don't know if it was on his campaign page or just on a news article that back in July, he was asked about something in, in the reporter said the word policy. And Kanye West said, well, I think a lot of mine aren't even considered what we need such uh, word for word as policy. He, you know, he doesn't consider his points policies. Um, he considers them a form of art. Um, and he said that, you know, when he went to Nike with his shoe design, uh, Yeezus, I think, or Yeezy or something. I don't know. I'm not up on Kanye's shoes. So when he went to Nike, he said, I didn't go with a policy. I went with a design. And I went with a plan to make that design work. He said what he, he envisions seeing or happening here in the United States is more of a plan um, that's a design or a form of art to make well, things happen. And I think that's, you know, a, a form of conviction of what, where we stand, where, you know, um, so not policy, but like where our heart is in our nation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, from his position on religion, freedom of religion, his position on changing the educational system to meet the needs of the most vulnerable and population at risk. That that's a heartfelt conviction. It's not necessarily policy. With that conviction, you create good policy. Yeah. Uh, the conviction that we should keep our men and women out of wars that aren't necessary and aren't in America's best interest. Again, that's conviction that leads to good policy. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's where he approaches uh, things from. But he's just this incredible 
spiritual awakening that he's had um, and his willing to be a leader had on these issues. And he gets mocked a lot for that uh, from all sides. And uh, But he has definitely put himself out there. So he came out with a campaign ad yesterday. Yeah, the video. Did you see it? I did. I watched it. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, it just really, and it incorporates those convictions uh, that he has and that he's trying to get out there. And anyway, the, the uh, 18 to 30 uh, range in the black community, uh, black Americans, and specifically in young men, is starting to resonate uh, on conservative principles, on family, on freedom of religion, on entrepreneurship, capitalism, and uh, which is kind of odd because the very people that are out there promoting and pushing Black Lives Matter and her kind of in the in the university system are the same age range of Caucasians. Yeah, they're kind of countering this, so it's kind of interesting to see this move that young black Americans are pulling one direction and young Caucasian Americans are being pulled a different direction. Yeah, I, I honestly believe it's because of political leaders that you're starting to see that that shift. Um, you know, the most notably leaders that have been in since, you know, our grandparents have been in, you know, politics, basically. Um, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, you know, these people that have uh, accrued these tenured uh, political careers the rhetoric is getting tiring you know young people are I don't want to hear Nancy Pelosi personally (laughs) I I don't Um, in fact she's one of the people I I shouldn't say this never mind Um, she's if if I could fight Nancy Pelosi I would okay (laughs) and I wouldn't feel bad I'm gonna have to share something with you if I can find this but this is one of your favorite people Actually, and I really like Malik Dio here in Ogden. He's been a, an advocate. And I, I see that we're actually on the same side for a lot of issues. We approach it from a different direction. There are definitely some that we're not on the same side of. But here's what he put out this morning. And I'm like, you are so right, Malik. What do you say? So he said the Democrats are heavily counting on Joe Biden's 10-point lead in the polls to win. The truth is, however, if they don't agree on the stimulus, people are going to not eat and not have a place to live. That that can change, totally change everything and shift into Trump's favor. That is a political. That that is what political oligarchs look like. Referring to Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. and uh, so anyway, I had to respond back to Malik, and let me find my response back. Um, I basically said, yeah, Malik, you're totally right. Uh, even even the w- very one-sided, biased media are starting to call out Pelosi for holding the stimulus package hostage for political purposes. You are so right on this, Malik, and Pelosi is definitely a political oligarch. So anyway, I, I, th- I think these uh, dinosaurs you're referring to in the Democratic Party are definitely bringing us together and people are starting to see yeah they're getting uh, fed up with it so i mean you you've, yeah, i mean just because a lot of people in our audience may not know malik but he's a, a political activist on the left here, in, there, ogden. So, yeah. on, in, here in ogden and so anyway i think he was dead right on that yeah that might be the first thing he said that i agreed with I, won't, I still won't say that out loud, so pretend we didn't hear that. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's partly because you haven't had a, a conversation with Malik. He definitely comes out in his tweets and everything else, and you go, wow. Not that I haven't tried. Yeah, Not yeah, that I haven't we're, tried. We're going to have to get Malik on our program. Yeah. And uh, try That'd to have more of that dialogue. But I, I really do believe that uh, the Bidens and the Pelosi's and the Clintons are starting to push a younger generation uh, to look at other options. Yeah. Have you seen this Facebook uh, challenge that's going around? Or it's called a social experiment. And it's like a copy and paste thing. So you copy and paste your first paragraph. But it's, I'm, I'm posting this as a social experiment. Please, um, like no fighting. But basically just post the numbers of how many of your friends like Donald Trump's Facebook page and how many of your friends like Joe Biden's Facebook page. And then just post it to see what the results are. Be, and the idea is because let's get... Let's get a grasp on what to expect when the voting comes out. Um, and this is kind of what, what we've been saying is it's hard to find someone that says, okay, I'm going to vote for Biden and then have a conversation with them on why they're voting for Biden. Other than 
because it's not Trump, right? Mm-hmm. So this social experiment is mostly just to get an idea of where your friends lie. But it, it's funny because I don't know if this is telling on, on that I just have friends that are mostly conservatives, but majority, if not every single one, have more Trump comments as followers for Trump than they do Biden. And, and the numbers are crazy. It's like, you know, it, once you're over 99, then it just says 99 plus. Mm-hmm. So the comments will say Trump 99 plus, Biden 8, Biden 4, <laughs> Biden 0. You know, so and, and I've gone and, and um, I've seen friends from both sides that have done it. But even the ones that were mostly Democrat, um, the comments on their their post were their friends saying, oh, Trump this, Biden that, you know, and, and Trump won, I think, 99 percent of them. I saw one that Biden won. But yeah. considering the source, I, the numbers may have been fake. We have to look on that. Uh, I know I don't follow Biden, so. Uh, but, hey, I have news before we get off Kanye West. Yeah. Kanye West, has, the, Dallin was just talking about on a break there, is in Texas right now, not Wyoming. Yeah. And he has asked Joe Rogan or told Joe take he tweeted ad- it out yeah. yeah take advantage of me while I'm here I'd like to go on the Joe Rogan show and I don't know if Kanye West has ever been on Joe Rogan has so. he no so anyway look for that interview with Joe Rogan because I think Kanye West will be on there this week and also uh, contact Joe Rogan and tell him to have Trump on Trump has said he would go on Joe Rogan when Joe Rogan or somebody suggested that Joe Rogan hold a a, a, a debate between Joe, uh, between Trump and Biden, yeah. and Trump jumped on it. So anyway, listen for, you know, look out for the Joe Rogan-Kanye West uh, conversation and push for a Joe Rogan-Trump conversation. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then Kanye West is coming on here, right? Yes, we want Kanye for. West to come to Utah. We're one of the 12 states that have Kanye on yeah. our ballots. We would love for him to have a campaign rally here in Utah. Until then. With the Trump-tator. We've got a good guest coming on Friday and Chief Randy Watt, who's Ogden City Police Department Chief. Um, we're going to get a, a sit down in an up close and personal conversation with him on his feelings on on law enforcement on the reputation law enforcement has had over the last little while and what the right steps are moving forward and, and how we can fix it especially on a local level awesome we look forward to that and tomorrow we're going to have sky christensen That's on, right. who is the founder of blue lines unite everyone and we have talked about her previously in a program earlier this week and we're going to have her give her a chance to come on and Uh, Tell us about her experience in Washington as well as what her group is doing. And we'll be back on the Trump Tater tomorrow.